It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening, welcome. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships, all of it. And... Our resident Frenchie. Hello, Simon Marcel, our French no, romantic. Nobody <laughs> makes me laugh like you do every night. I love you, Simon. I love you too. But I mean, just you want to I need a laugh. Kind of, yeah, but you make me laugh all the time. Good. I need a laugh. I got to tell you. Okay. I had a meeting earlier today, work meeting earlier today, and I'm still thinking about it. I okay. came into the show tonight thinking about it because it was kind of relationship based. And uh, I want to know if you've ever traveled uh, or moved for a job, how that affects you or whatever, your relationship. Because during a meeting, right. this woman started crying like in the middle of the meeting when we were talking about you know advancements and jobs. And mm-hmm. she, I guess, was offered this amazing job out of state. Okay. Way more money than the family is making now. Great. She's married with kids. And she was bawling because her husband isn't willing to move for this job because he's like, well, you're a mom and we have kids in school. And even though like it was way more money. So she's really bummed out, not just for the money part. Like she wants to advance her career. I get it. You okay. know, it's, it's a great thing, but I felt so bad for her. And I was just curious because I know that's a big, you know, it's a compromise, everything in a marriage. And what do you do in those situations? I have this rule with my husband that we go where the money is. So if suddenly my husband gets like, you know, a million dollar job tomorrow, bye. Like I can do the rendezvous from somewhere else. That is true. I understand. (laughs) But not everybody has that kind of relationship. Not everybody has that luxury of being able to do their job from anywhere. So um, I want to know if you're in this situation, if you've been in it, if you've moved Anything like that? How did that work out? Or maybe you're going through it right now. Give us a call. Mm-hmm. 855-905-8255. Moving and money and marriage next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie jumping right into it tonight. We're talking about, Simon, moving when you're in a marriage. One person or another gets a job. Um, somebody has to move. We, 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 ho- hopefully, we all go together, right, mm-hmm. as a family. But it doesn't. It's not always that easy. Uh, somebody was crying earlier in meeting today, and that's why it came up. So let's go to the phones eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. People that want to talk about this, we'll pick up Benson, Arizona, listening on my ninety two point nine. Here is Rod. Hi, Rod. Bonjour. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. We're good. You have a comment on the moving and the jobs and all that. Uh, actually, about six, seven months ago, my, my wife got offered a uh, job transfer to move to Arizona um, from Florida. So um, we decided because of the money, um, it was way more money than both of us were making at the same time in Florida. So she was going to double or triple mm-hmm. the salaries, essentially, the household. So Wow. Um, and we weren't, we've only been married about a year and a half. So, mm-hmm. But we've been together for quite some time, and uh, we we moved. Um, we decided the money was just non turn downable, mm-hmm. so we moved to Arizona. And uh, I'm I'm a elementary school teacher, and okay. uh, I had to obviously let go of my job. And uh, starting back up has been very very difficult for me. I've, had, I've mostly been like substitute teaching. Yeah, uh, which does not does not bring a lot of income into the household, and my wife is making a, a making very bank. good amount of money. Yeah, okay. she really is. It's and so, I'm happy for her. That's the thing is, she's really blossoming in her career. Okay, and I'm kind of I'm kind of floundering, and she's even offered to like pay for a, my master's. She wants me to go back to school and oh. you know get another degree. So she's not really like holding it over my head or anything like that. It just it it really is in my 
self-conscious that I'm, I don't know. It feels very bizarre to me that I can't contribute as much as I want to, to our family. Okay. So you're, the problem you're having is just ego, right? It, I, all said and done, it it is a matter of the end of the day. Yeah. I know that too, which is the crazy part. Simon, um, how can he get over that? Well, I mean, Rod, I think in 2018 and uh, the future, the distribution of roles have changed. Mm-hmm. It's not a competition between the men and women. Mm-hmm. It's not the old school where, mm-hmm. you know, women are housed automatically. It's a new world, Rod. World where definitely in, in families, some women will make way more money than their husband, more and more and more, and husband are okay with that. Mm-hmm. What matters the happiness of the family, of you and your wife, and your guilt is your problem. That's not hers. It's a hard pill to swallow to hear that, but you know that in your heart of hearts. That's why I threw out the word ego right away, because you know, if you sit and think about it, that that's what's really sticking. And I have to say, Simon, Rod, I heard you say when you were talking, she got this money and I'm really happy for her and her career and what her money and she's, you know, it's not her. It's us. It's us. Her success is your success. And trust me, those relationship roles will change a hundred times throughout the course of a marriage. There will be times where she's down and you're up and vice versa. This job might not last forever. If you guys, do you guys have kids right now? No, we don't. Okay, now's the perfect time to take her up on that master's offer. You know, if you feel like it would help your self-esteem a little bit to at least feel like you're on track to do something more. Like, she's advancing quicker than you, and that's just your pride. Do it, but do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's not your mom. She's wonderful offering this, but do it because you want to do it. Don't put the blame on her, the guilt on her, or the ego. Yeah. It's your life for your career. And really, we, us men have to adapt. It's a new world. And in many cases, women will make more money than us, and that's okay too. Yeah, I, I agree, Simon, what you just said about the mom thing. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm being taken care of. And it's not an ego thing for women versus men or anything. I don't care if a woman makes, you know, a lot of money at all. It's just I want to contribute to the family the way that you she's are. Doing. And I, your, your contributions aren't always going to be financial. The most important contributions we make in relationships sometimes are support, are unconditional love, are an ear to listen when our, somebody or to help someone when they're struggling in, in our relationships. It's not always the monetary thing that's the most important way you can support someone. And right now you're supporting her. Uh, you know, you supported by moving. You're, you're being a support to her um, and not being resentful, hopefully, like out loud and making her feel bad. But, you know, th- those contributions are equally as important. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate the advice. I needed to hear that. You will be good. Yes. We believe good it. Good luck All right. to you. Yes. Good luck to you. Take care. Thanks for calling The Rendezvous. More with Simon and Angie next. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We just had Rod on the phone talking about how his wife is just making bank right now. And he's mm-hmm. feeling a little insecure. And he feels like he's not contributing. And we were talking about, you know, money isn't the only way to contribute or to better yourself. Yeah. For instance, you know, um, my sister, my mom, was said, you know, you need to look up to your partner. Mm-hmm. That there's one thing more, you know, more important than the money is to look up admiration. Respect comes from that, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, I can't believe. It. In the case of Rod, you know, was thinking, should I do the master? She proposed to help, and I say that because, I, I, like, I have started English classes ten years ago every Sunday. So great. So that during the show and during this life of mine for the last ten years, I could be understood. Right. right, and you speak English, so, but, but you want to be even better, so that everybody can understand me. It's, it's you know, and then now, Como se va? 
Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, unless we do the show in French. Oh, boy, or, then I'll be in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> or, like, you know, and, and I'm going to take a class starting psychology to get more knowledge even about, you know, couple therapy and all that. I love it. And, and so the point is just whatever you do, it's not just the money. Right. It's better yourself, evolving, and giving a chance to your partner to, to have more in the plate yeah. than the one you were last year. Well, That's yeah. my point. His wife is having her moment right now. Yeah. Our shining. moments our moments ebb and flow. You yeah. know, like her on top today, you might be on top tomorrow. And she hopefully would support you the same way you're supporting her. But keep evolving together. I, keep, I love that. Keep evolving together. Not yes. just one side. Yes. Both sides must evolve together. Right on. Okay. When we come back, it's time to play our favorite game. Date, Date or, or dump. dump. It's next on The Rendezvous. Hello, good evening. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, and advice. Yes. From Simon and myself. And you can get advice if you don't want to call. You can leave us an email anytime, simonandangie.com. We do have an email now, Simon, I want to get to. It's a date or dump dump email. Somebody has a problem. They want to know if they should continue with this person or mood along. Um, This is Nova listening in Aurora, New York on 99.5 The River. I love that name, Nova. That's so cool. Um, They say, hello, Simon and Angie. I just found out this guy that I've been dating for almost four months now Mm -hmm. has daily FaceTime calls with some girl that he went to college with. Daily calls. He says they've never dated. They're just friends. But tonight he actually cut our date short so he could go home and FaceTime with her, which I thought was really strange. I don't know what's going on with this girl, but daily calls seems excessive to me. Should I date or dump him? I like when my husband is away on business, which he often is for like a week at a time, I don't even daily FaceTime call my husband. That is like a lot. I'm busy. I got stuff to do. But um, Simon, there's a lot going on here. I want to know what your advice is when we come back um, on this situation. For sure. Nova. That's next on The Rendezvous. Hello, it's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Advice on love, dating, romance, and relationships. Simon Marcel, our French romantic, is here. Yes. Hello, love. Bonjour, Angie. Bonjour. And we have an email that came in, a date or dump email. Yes, yes. This is from Nova in New York saying, I found out this guy I've been dating for four months has daily FaceTime calls with a girl he went to college with. He says... Nothing going on. We're just friends, but it's daily. Um, Then he actually cut a date off early to go home and FaceTime this girl. She's like, what is going on? Should I date or dump him? Simon. Nova, thanks for the the date or dump question. He has an emotional affair, emotional, with with, uh, his friend that he FaceTime all the time. The reason why he cut the date short is because emotionally it's more important for him to be with her on the FaceTime than continue the date with you. So... God knows I'm a romantic, yeah. but I say dump on this one, Angie. I just can't find in myself an angle to explain a behavior of somebody leaving the date to say, I have to FaceTime my friend. I can't figure out why he would do that. Because he's attached more to the friend. He's attached more, but, but he's not even having relations with the friend. It's FaceTime. Well, like, if you have the option, Simon, to get some relations from your date that night okay. or run home and have a FaceTime with someone. So... All my friends who are, I'm not on Tinder, but all my friends who are on all the apps, or even Match whoever, okay, say there's a lot of people, all they want is the company, the emotional affair, not the ooh-la-la. Right. They, that having somebody to talk to during the day, and they become more attached yeah. to those people. To the, it becomes just a texting thing, and they, they never even like meet really or anything. W- no, but it's like they get attached 
to a contact, a friendliness, and 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 that's more important for them. It's emotional. But why is he getting that emotional attachment with this girl he's been dating for four months? He must not have that same feeling for her. He, he doesn't. You're absolutely right. He doesn't. He might find her attractive. He might find this or that emotionally. He wants to be seen out in public with maybe hot looking Nova, but Certainly. doesn't feel the same but emotionally, connection. Emotionally, his heart is with the friend he the FaceTime. is on FaceTime every night. So he should I, be dating the FaceTime girl. He should be. So I can't say anything else than dump. I mean, I dump. I agree. Uh, you you know. got to dump. And I'm kind of shocked. I'm not kind of. I'm super shocked that this has been going on for four months every single day. And you haven't dumped him yet. Well, I can see the excuses. It's just a friend. She's in trouble. He's in trouble. I don't know exactly. You know, whatever the situation is, the person needs my help. They die straight. You know, so you can find reason for a while. Well, you're not his number one. Oh, that's for sure. You're his number two, three, four. I don't know. Who knows? So for your own self, find a man who wants to FaceTime you and be with you and not FaceTime somebody else. Real-time you. Not FaceTime. Real-time. Real-time, yes. (laughs) Everything. All right. No, but we both agree to dumb. Dumb. Sorry. Sorry, yes. Find somebody that makes you number one. All right. More of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just had uh, an email uh, that came into simonandangie.com. Girl saying that a guy cut a date short with her. It was to go FaceTime someone, but that's beside the point. Have you ever cut a date short, Simon? Like the date wasn't going well, you need to get the heck out of there. Have you done it before? Shame on me, I have. What excuse do you give? Because I feel like everybody's got either a story or a scenario or, hey, make sure you call me halfway into this date. So I can get out of it. Mine is usually I have a stomach emergency or problem. If you get my drift. Oh no! Yeah, so you I am, say I, that shamefully, yes. Because then she's gonna think of you pooping. And I, do you want to be thought of? Yeah, as because I'm, I, I'm. Remember, I'm escaping a bad date. Aren't you afraid that she's going to go tell everyone? Like, yeah. He, well, it's not a shame. I mean, if, he, if you have an indigestion, you have to. Yeah, but I, st- I would I would make up an excuse to not use that excuse. I would, See, I that, would say something else was going on before I would ever tell anybody that, oh, my God, I have explosive diarrhea or something. I, I don't say those words. I just say. Oh, well, know, but we story. know what that means. Right. But, you know, and then I, I'm very sorry to, to, to cut the date. And, you know, and, and I pay the bill and go very nicely. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know what you've used. For excuses, um, but I've used this lies. one. Just lots of lies. Um, it depends on the day. But I don't think it's bad. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think it's bad to do that because let's let's be honest. If there is a bad vibe at the table, let's say the date is really not going well, the person in front of you can't wait to get out of it also. Yeah. So you're helping both of you. Sometimes people are clueless and they think the date's going great though. You know? You I don't. So? You know, I would rather try to you finish so? off the date and like just not ever go out again before making an excuse. Well, but sometimes just... It's okay to go. Yeah, it's okay to it's go. It's just a date. Oh, for sure it's okay to go. I'm just curious about your excuses. And uh, now we know, you know. We'll keep it. Just, just put it out just, there. Just if was. you're ever on a date with Simon and all of a sudden oh. he's got stomach problems, you know what that means. Thank you, Andrew. He don't like you. All right, <laughs> more of The Rendezvous next. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. Love dating, romance, and relationships. Simon. What do you have in your hands? What is this red? My French romantic. Look at this. (laughs) What I have. That's not me, by the way, that noise. I was at uh, Target earlier today. Right. And they have a box of Never Have I Ever. Let me see this. Questions. Never Have I Ever. You know. It's a red box, by the way. We always play Never Have I Ever, and I felt like we were kind of running out of questions. I'm like, oh my God, we will never run out of questions. So I have a stack in front of me. You have a stack in front of you. We have not looked at these. We have not. 
I want everybody to get to know Simon Marcel. I want everybody to get to know Angie Taylor. That's unfortunate for them, but <laughs> Simon, you can go first. Never have I ever heard my parents doing the ooh-la-la. I have, and I've walked in on them doing Ooh. the ooh-la-la. And it was very freaky, and so I am scarred to this day. Look, I'm red right now. Um, I didn't walk in on just, you know, uh, Brady Bunch, ooh-la-la. I walked in on Dynasty Falcon Crest at that time, ooh-la-la. Like, like vivid stuff was going on. Yeah, it wasn't just vanilla. It was... I'm glad I asked. Neapolitan. Okay? Your turn. Yes. There was a workout bench involved. That's all I'll say. Thanks, Mom. Mama. Mom's a freak. Okay, ready? Simon. (laughs) Surprising. Never have I ever. Oh, do we have to take a break, Jill? All right, we got to take a break, Simon, I guess. I was getting... Jill said... All right, then. This is... We're getting all warmed up. (sighs) When we come back, I'll ask Simon a question. What a tease. If Jill says I can next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. We started this fun, exciting game of Never Have I Ever, Mm -hmm. just me and you, Simon. And I was about to ask you my question, and then our dictator of executive producer, Jill, cut it off. All the fun. She stopped all the fun. So we're back. a.k.a. Bossy Elsie. (laughs) We love Jill, by the way. We do. I'm just teasing her. Okay, you ready? I'm ready, Angie. Okay. (laughs) Simon, Never Have I Ever asked, how many kids do you want on a first date? Uh, I, I don't think I've asked that specific question, to be honest, because I don't want kids. So Are you sure? Oh, I am sure. Okay. So uh, I've asked, you try do to you avoid that kids? question? I don't never, so I've, I've asked, do you want kids? I've never asked how many kids, obviously. Okay. So, so you try to stay away from kids on the first date. Yeah, but I'm very comfortable telling the truth that okay. I, you know, at 50 years old, I'm not into it. Right. But yeah. you're not going to ask anybody else what they're into. Like, I'm not going to ask, hey, hey how yeah, many yeah. kids do you want? Yeah, no. right. Because that means you, you're thinking then, about having yeah, kids. Okay, so I want you to ask yeah. um, our producer Jill a question. Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi. What's uh, up? Jill, never have I ever crashed a wedding? No, I haven't. That's a boring answer. You've never crashed a wedding? No, I've I never crashed a wedding that. either, but I, I feel like it would be fun. But then I feel like it was so mean to do because people spend so much on weddings and they save up every dime. True, and but here you fun. are freeloading. Free you have? Yeah. Oh. I went to a wedding. I was not invited with two friends. Oh. Okay. I had a wedding crasher. It was wonderful. For you? Certainly. I had a wedding crusher at my wedding. It's somebody that I knew that just thought it was like a keg party they were showing up to. I'm like, I didn't invite you, but I wasn't going to make a scene. They were there, and they came during, like, uh, after dinner for, like, it was an open bar. So it was like, I feel like they just wanted, like, hey, let's go crash because free drinks. Well, I don't drink, so it was not that, but just the, the dancing and the atmosphere and the, yeah. and, the, and the lovely women there. I just, you know. I feel like if I didn't get an invite, there's a reason you didn't want me there. But, you know, because I just didn't know them at all. It was like. <laughs> it was a strange. I went in a restaurant in a huge hotel. I saw the party. I opened the door. People were dancing like crazy. I said to my buddy, Stefan, let's get in. We went there. We danced with everybody. Did anybody, like, question you? <laughs> Nobody. It's like, I woke in. It was like midnight. I left. It was five. And I didn't Are you leave kidding? alone. And th- was it fun? <gasps> oh. Thank you. And you met someone. I did. It was wonderful. Wow. What an evening. <laughs> it was an enchanting so, evening. So, I'm sure it was. <laughs> In Paris. So it pays sometimes to crash a wedding. Well, I, if you, listen, if you don't take any alcohol, if you don't eat anything, what, what bad? You're just dancing and having a good time? I get You're it. You're bringing a good vibe. All right. More. Uh, we'll get off of us. Get back to the art of... Uh, love, love, dating, and romance. Yes, let's talk love again. Let's switch gears. Yes. It's going to be hard after this. All right, more of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie.
This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We are here for love, dating, romance, relationship, all of it. Hopefully, we can give you some advice and help you out with anything you're going through right now. Simon. Angie. Um, we actually got an email for you. It's a Bonjour Simon Marcel email. They came in to simonandangie.com. Oh, thank you. I want to share. Mm-hmm. I thought this would be good because... It sort of reminds me of you a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, this is Eden. She's listening in Glen Ellen on Chicago's 93.9 Light FM. She says, bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Eden. Uh, my boyfriend is a terrible eater. He eats junk food, and whenever we go out to dinner, he always over-orders. Um, last night we went out, he had two appetizers, a huge steak, and dessert, all for him. He ate it all. I'm a super light eater. As you would say, Simon, she eats delicately. Delicately. Uh, And the amount he eats bothers me, even grosses me out sometimes. I've tried to talk to him about it, uh, but he just tells me to stop nagging him. How can I get him to understand that it's a huge turnoff for me? So he's like a human garbage disposal. Okay. (laughs) And she eats delicately. Okay, but uh, Eden, you, you cannot really criticize the way somebody eats. Unless there's a health issue, like if you've had but, diabetes, maybe, yes, I, I get it. But, but I, I think it's rude to criticize the way somebody eats. But it, she's she's not saying she, she wants I, to criticize him, but she's saying it's a turnoff. Well, you would be turned off too, let's be honest, if somebody was eating, like gorging themselves at every meal. You'd be like, oh my God. Um, so how right. does she deal with that but, feeling? But I've, I've, I've had that in my life. I've dated women who didn't eat delicately. <laughs> and then... I never said anything. Why are you laughing? I, I never said anything yeah. because I would feel it's disrespecting them uh-huh. or her to say something about this. I let just, the man eat, is what you're saying? Let the man eat and give him a break. Okay, let's take some calls, Simon, when we come back. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. 855-905-8255. I want to take calls about uh, Eden saying, my boyfriend is grossing me out at dinner because he eats two appetizers, a huge steak, dessert, shake, and it, it's nasty. I don't know what to do. And you said, leave the man alone. Let's go to the phone. Yeah, there's other things to fight about. Let the man eat. Um, Marissa, listening in Mission, Texas on KISS 105.5 and 106.3. Hi, Marissa. Bonjour. Hello, bonjour. Hello. Bonjour, My thoughts are on this woman, unless she supports her boyfriend and says, hey, we should be healthy together, I think it's something that she really shouldn't comment on. Um, it may be a turnoff for her, but if she's that turned off, it, maybe they shouldn't watch each other eat. Um, maybe they should do something else before they get yeah. started. Because but- unless, you're, unless you're offering a solution... Then you just come off as critical, like just somebody standing on the sidelines judging everything you're doing. So you're not really offering a solution by saying, I hate the way you eat. Um, Instead, it should be like, hey, let me cook for you or something like that, you know? Yeah. And if it helps her, then maybe they could cook together. I agree. And I think that you have to be very careful Mm -hmm. on how you approach this to not hurt somebody. Totally agree. And that's why I'm saying... I don't think you should come out and criticize. Um, I don't even think maybe you should say anything. I I think you just start with like, he'll see how you eat. He's going to realize you guys every time you go out that she's picking at a salad and he's ordering the whole menu and it's going to feel lopsided. I agree 100%. Unless it's bad noises like that. Then what? Then you say it. 
Don't oh, that's be so okay. Because I think that can be changed. So you're chewing like a cow. You, you can know, say that, can but that. you can't say like you're eating camel. like a cow. Yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, thank, thanks so much for calling us up, Marissa, and your opinion. We appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Thank you so much for being with us. We were just reading an email that came into simonandangie.com that was for you. Uh, Simon from Eden saying that, hey, this guy I'm dating, he orders everything on the menu. Nothing about his weight. She's just grossed out by how much food he eats. And you were kind of like, hey, leave the guy alone. Some people might think that that's a weird thing to be turned off by. I get it. But I want to know, that led me to, are there any things that turn you off that some other people might be like, aren't you being a little picky? Or isn't that a little weird? That's a great question, by the way. Like, for instance, I can't deal with piercings. I just piercings? Can't. I, for instance, that's a turn off. All like right. any piercings? Like my no, ears are pierced. That's fine. But n- other than the ears. I, it's just, it makes me cringe. I can explain why. Really? It's what like if I there's think, more than one ear piercing? What if it goes up the that, ear? The ears are fine. But anything else is anything off limits. Anything else okay. is off limits and, and makes me cringe inside. I don't know why. Okay. Um... Huge tattoo is a is a turn off, for instance, very big tattoo. A huge one. Yeah, small one, no problem. But a huge one. What about like, several I'm small ones? Story. One several day, small ones. I need to tell you that story. <laughs> okay. I met a woman, mm-hmm. and when she took off her shirt on yeah. her back, yeah, was like this gigantic dragon, and <laughs> it was scary almost. And I said to Did myself, "Did you sleep with Kat Von D?" And you didn't tell no, us. No, but it could have been like that, you know. Like, and I said to myself. Why so much ink on the back? Don't and you think it's beautiful in a way? It's art. It's expression. No, it never. Yeah, it's beautiful on a on a painting. It's beautiful. You don't think it's beautiful like, as a body canvas? I I don't. I think it's a turn off for me. Okay, I don't think those are so crazy. I mean, I think a lot of people are turned but, off by huge tattoos or huge huge amounts of piercings or something like that. You and, don't have anything like. Uh, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld, she eats her peas one at a time, or she had man hands, or no. no well. <laughs> no, that I don't have. I know friends of mine said I don't want to date like women who have very big hands. I don't care about that. Big hands. Or big knees. I don't care about that Big knees. Some, some one guy I've said never to heard me, about the big knees. Is I there a big... <gasps> are, do I have big knees? Oh, my God. All of a sudden, I don't checked? know. No, but because what does it mean to have big knees? I don't know. In, in college, when some people mm. playing football, and he told me about this girl. He, he said, she's really cute, but she has very big knees from football. So, I, I don't know. I don't oh. care. But for but vulgarity, okay. So okay. that that is something that Swearing. I see. Yeah, yeah. you know uh, me. I, just I don't. I don't like um, when men are overly groomed. You know, like I love when a man gets a manicure, pedicure. Nobody wants to see your snaggle feet. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, like too much product, like too much stuff in your hair, uh, too much grooming of your eyebrows. Like same, I can tell you're wearing fake tanner. You know. Same goes with too much makeup. Too much makeup? That is a big turn off. Okay. And I think for a lot of men. Yeah. And I might also say too much buttocks. Yeah. And I looked at the Oscar the other night. I won't mention names. But there's a point where women look like it's painted wood on their face because they've had so much buttocks. The expression- Oh, Botox. <laughs> That's I was what like I'm saying. Too, I thought you said too much buttocks. And I'm like, oh, like Kim Kardashian. Like that. No, like that. No, bo- Botox, you say. Botox, like the like injection. A, oh, okay. Like you can tell- that their face you is know what? yes, and then you look like it's painted wood. It's reflecting light. It's reflecting light. Like oh, it, too shiny. Too shiny. And, yeah. and I was looking at like the a Oscar. boat, like a shiny boat face. Do you know what I mean? It's you like, don't want to date shiny boat face. No, I don't want to date a boat. I mean, that's for sure. So the SS Nicole Kidman, you're saying <laughs> I'm, you're not, I'm not dating giving that. names. I got 
Neither did I. I'm okay. talking about a boat. All right, more of the rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. Love dating, romance, and relationships. If you missed anything from our show, you missed a good one. Yes. Okay. Um, check out <laughs> simonandangie.com for the podcast. Uh, you'll hear Rod's call about his wife, who is the breadwinner, and he's insecure about it. I thought that was a really cool, honest moment. Like, hey, I feel kind of like insecure about it. What mm-hmm. do I do? Um, we played Never Have I Ever. I found the card version game at Target, and we ripped into it a little bit, but yay, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. And then we also had an email that came to you, Eden's Bonjour Simon, about her boyfriend who eats <laughs> so much food. Not that he's overweight, but she just doesn't like the fact that he's a little gluttonous. That's that, where your Simon Says came. Thanks, Angie. And I said, you have to accept your partner for all of who they are, not just the parts that you like. Sure. It's not you can divide by 10 pieces your partner. I like this part. I'm going to get rid of this part. I like this one. No. Yeah. It's not like a piece of steak and you cut it. No. It's like the 80-20 rule. Have you ever heard that rule? If somebody has 80% everything you love, you can't throw them out for the 20% you don't like. Because trust me, you're never going to like 100% of every single thing everybody does. But don't throw somebody out for that small little part that you don't like. Quick, quick question. How many percent of your husband do you like? Of my husband, what the percentage? 100, 85, 95, 99, 90. 90. It depends on the week. This week he's a 90. Last, Last week he was about a 62. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. But we're beyond ooh. that. So yeah, now he's a 90. 90. He's okay, a 90. Good, good. Okay. Day by day. I'll ask you every week now. It's like being an AA, one day at a time. That's it. I just compare my marriage to recovery. All right, I'm kidding. Um, so make sure you do check out the podcast there, Simon and Angie. You can also send us emails anytime there for advice. Also, Simon and mm-hmm. Angie, search us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the iHeartRadio app. And until next time, thanks for being with The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.